You've seen the big plays. Jaron stepping to his right, looking, looking, stopping, firing, end zone, touchdown! You've heard what the playmakers and coaches have had to say. Up for a three, got it! But now it's time to go behind the mic with BYU Sports Broadcasters to get their distinctive take on the games. Oh, what an aggressive play! This is Behind the Mic with host Cleon Wall. Hey, welcome into a special episode of Behind the Mic. In this episode, we're going to go behind the scenes with BYU broadcasters to show what game day is like. We're going to talk to lots of different people today, both in front of the mic and behind the mic, also in front of the camera and behind the camera. Our first stop today is inside the TV control room at BYU Broadcasting. Take 13. Trigger blue. Trigger blue. The booth is bustling with activity an hour before BYU Sports Nation game day begins. Several people are working on audio, video, and graphics but producer Hemahe Muli is one of the guys in charge, and his preparation for pregame starts earlier in the week. Before game day, my my responsibilities um, in preparation for the show include um, finding the best storylines, how to best tell the story of you know the game before, and um, the game that we're about to see. Like how to best set that up for our talent and analysts to be able to um, talk intelligently and interestingly, you know, for the people that are going to watch. And that's kind of the preparation before game day. And then on the day of, we already have a plan set in stone. Um, you know, there's a, we have a plan and then a backup plan for everything. And so on game day, uh, my preparation, my role changes to like uh, more of a... Um, Let's make sure we have everything we need, you know, before it's too late on the day. Okay, so that's the end of the report. Who actually is in charge in the TV control room? Oh, um, I would say, you know, in the control room, the people in charge would be myself or, or the producer and the director. Um, together, we work out how to, like, best present the vision of what's supposed to happen. And the director, his job is what kind of explain that to us sure yeah so um i I like to explain it this way because people you hear the title director like ah they must direct things right and i'm like (laughs) well i'm the producer and they're like what does that mean like what does it mean to produce something and so i typically say um if if this is like a project if the show is a project or like a work site i would be the project manager and the director would be like the foreman or like the like the general contractor or whatever like the guy that makes the vision happen and he kind of makes sure that the video elements and the graphics and the sound all that stuff works together um to create that tone and and vision of the show that we discussed earlier it sounds like chaos if you have a headset on during the broadcast but hema says it's controlled chaos He's learned to filter out the stuff that is important only to him. Now let's scoot on down the road to right outside Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The new set for BYU Sports Nation game day sits just outside the southwest gate of the stadium. That's where we find Dave Phillips Jr. He supervises all BYU sports broadcasts and podcasts, which means he's my boss. But on game day, he does whatever is asked of him. I'm usually around the set making sure we have guests. Today we had Mark Wilson, uh, former BYU quarterback, so making sure he gets in, gets some makeup on, gets up where he needs to be and gets off, and just making sure that people are getting to where they need to. So a lot of times we'll have VIPs that'll come, kind of making sure they're having a good time and 
you know, where they need to be. And if there's any issues, just run and, and hopefully take care of them. Not only did you change the name of your pregame show from countdown to kickoff to BYU Sports Nation game day, you also expanded out to two hours. What, what, what was behind that? Uh, you know, a big part of it is, is going into the Big 12. Um, we've kind of looked at tailgates and, and kind of the atmosphere from a lot of Big 12 schools and realized we're there. And Cougar Canyon's a great place. There's a lot of energy. And so we wanted to kind of, we wanted to bring our show out there and bring that energy to the show. And so we wanted to be out among the fans and among the students and the student section. So we built a big set out there and put some turf down and interacted with fans and, and kind of be a part of the great BYU football atmosphere. BYU has some of the top fans in the country, and we wanted to showcase that, especially as we move on into a bigger conference and as these schools kind of start paying attention to BYU more and coming out and seeing how big and how great the atmosphere is. We want to be that destination that fans from across the country and across the Big 12 want to come out here to Provo to witness a game. 30 minutes prior to the television broadcast, another Dave is reading through scripts, watching video, and making sure everything will flow well with former players Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan. This Dave is host Dave McCann. You know, my job is to be kind of like the grandparent and the parent and um, the traffic cop and the firefighter, uh, the politician, the governor, the president. <laughs> My job is to, to make sure this show starts and that, that these three guys are engaged because they're the real stars of the show. They played the game. I'm just, I'm in charge of the circus. You know, make sure the elephants go out on time and the lions and the clowns. And, and it, it makes it fun because we've been doing it together for so long that it's not hard. Um, what requires us to be here and be ready is, is the drive to not waste people's time entertain them where we can and get them ready for the game. The harder we work and the harder that I've learned, the harder I work, the easier it looks. How do you make sure nothing goes off the rails? It goes off the rails every week. <laughs> What's important is that you don't know they go off the rails. And that's my job sometimes. And when it does go off the rails, we laugh about it because, listen, we're talking about football. It's not, it's not that serious. And uh, so I, sometimes it's good when we get off the rails. You talked about everything you do for the show. You script it. You're the you're the traffic cop, you're all these other things. What's your favorite part of the whole thing? Is it actually when the camera goes on, the mic's hot and you're ready to go? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've, we've got the game plan. I think it's much like Blaine would tell you going out to play a football game. You practiced all week, you have the game plan, but there's nothing better than the kickoff. And for us in TV, it's when the red light goes on, when you we can either say it or you can stumble through it. And there are no redos. So you get your full attention going and that's what I love the most about it. And that's what keeps it fresh is there's the opportunity to humiliate and end your career every time you open your mouth. So that causes freshness to do. I don't want that to be today. Jake Peterson helps to make sure that McCann and his mates don't embarrass themselves on the main television desk set or on the side set where a fake football field lies. Jake is one of the stage managers. I am the one in charge to help manage the set, uh, keep it safe. When they're doing this segment that they do out on this fake football field yep. you're here to make sure that they're in the right places and also yeah so there's lots of little things like you know 
the, the way the turf is actually formed, it slants down on a hill, so the shorter guys don't want to be at the bottom of the hill to look extra short. So we're making sure that they know where they're going to sand so that it's consistent and that they know which camera is their camera when it's like closer on a single. I'm under the jib, so I'm pointing at all the cameras so that when the director is talking in my ear on the headphones, you know, take camera 11, take camera 13, take camera 10. I'm the one to let them know, like, this is the camera that's looking at you right now. And, and, then we and, have, the, and the jib's the camera on the crane. The big camera on the crane, yep. <laughs> but then we also have the audience. So I'm also helping coordinate with the audience, making sure that we have this poster competition, and I'm making sure the poster kids are up there so that Dave McCann can pick who it's going to be. We also are having issues with the public on the other side of the yellow fence, making funny faces in the background. So Jeff has asked that we put our people in front so that we have a layer of... Just the segment on the turf. Jake also works with Lauren McClain, the host of BYU radio show's Cougar Tailgate, and she got game. On game days, Lauren's job is a bit different, and she loves it. Yeah, so basically I have to keep the student section that comes. There's about 250 students that come each home game for BYU Sports Nation game day, and I have to keep them entertained during the break. So we do karaoke, we do dance contests, we do trivia contests. They win a lot of cool prizes like sign balls. Dennis Pitt was here last week and he actually signed the balls and threw them out to the crowd. So we have some really awesome prizes, and uh, the kids, I like, I call them kids because I'm really old now, but the students seem to absolutely love it, and luckily they have lots and lots of energy, and it makes my job easy. Favorite activity? It's got to be the karaoke contest. Uh, I love, it, it's actually crazy that the students know every single word to some of these songs that we start playing. I'm like, how, how can you do that? But... Uh, I don't know. Well, that, that's my favorite. And most of them can sing. I don't know if that's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints thing, but you rarely get someone that's like off-key. Like most of them can really sing. Okay, so that makes it fun. Give it up for the Cougarettes! On this day, the Cougarettes participated in a dance competition with the rest of the students. You can guess who won. All right, the team just came through, and now Kalani Satake giving high fives to everyone, flanked by a cameraman. Now that the players and coaches have passed by, it's now time to go talk to the people doing the radio pregame show. A while. My name is Jason Shepard. Jason Shepard is the producer and host of Cougar Pregame Live on the BYU Sports Network. For the most part, he puts the entire show together. That includes the conversations he will have with former BYU QB Riley Nelson and wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. We have a, a document that, that I'll update throughout the week that they have access to so they can kind of see along the way and, and prepare as much or as little as they want. Because I know there's sometimes, and, and I'm this way too, sometimes I don't necessarily want to know what it's about. I like to be able to just have the reaction and not plan on, oh, well, what should I say here, should I say here? So, but they're aware of it as, as I'm updating that live document throughout the week, they have access to it as, access to it as well. What's it like working right with Riley. I love working with Riley. I mean, it's it's one thing for a guy like me who, you know, is the broadcaster and the fan and all that watching it. But to be able to have somebody to tap into for the on the field knowledge, guys that have have lived it, that have been a part of the BYU football program and know exactly what all the players are going through, it's awesome. Plus, he's a fantastic guy. I love Riley. He's he's great. I'm so glad he's on the broadcast with us. Of course, he's just sitting two chairs down from you. But that, that he, he also told me if I didn't say all those things, he was going to beat me up. 
Well, we're going to wait and see if that's going to happen after Cougar Pregame Live. Stay tuned, folks. No fisticuffs were had between the two. Unlike the television set, people can come and talk to Riley and Jason just about any time during Cougar Pregame Live. Fans usually wait until a commercial break, but they aren't shy about snapping a picture or engaging the former BYU football captain in a conversation. Last week, I actually saw someone come up to you and I think he called someone and then gave you the phone. Do you remember that? What, what was that all about? Yeah, that was his, that was his grandfather who uh, had come to games for 50 years and unfortunately has reached an age at 97 years old to where he can no longer attend the games, but he listens to Greg and I's broadcast, and so he wanted to, he, he asked if I could speak with his grandfather on the phone. I tell you what, that, that 97-year-old Cougar fan, he knew probably more that was going on about the game than I did. He was with it and on top of it but it was great to share fan experiences like that and then to me it also illustrates the fact just the breadth right you get the 65,000 that show up here every Saturday or every game day but there's you know even hundreds of thousands more of all ages both the little kids and all the way up to Cougar fans who have you know been almost have almost a century of fandom uh, it really just kind of you step back and you're really just amazed by it. Sitting behind Riley and Jason is radio engineer Barry Squires he sets up all the gear for the BYU Sports Network broadcast. For the most part, he keeps quiet. Yeah, my mouth is zipped. I don't talk. Yeah, it's quiet. Unless something goes wrong. Do, do you actually hope it goes wrong every once in a while so you have something to do? No. That's the complete opposite. I never want anything to go wrong because then I can never get screamed at. Now it's time for Barry to be quiet again. Coming up next, the voice of the Cougars gets cozy with the coach, the challenge of analyzing Cougar contests, and the constant chatter between analysts who are not live. Welcome back to Behind the Mic's special episode on what happens behind the scenes for a broadcast of BYU football games. For details, just a personal thing. I it's amazing how many people gather around the BYU Sports Network radio table right as the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, approaches. The reason? They want to find out who will and won't play in that day's game after Greg's chat with head coach Kalani Satake. Uh, yes, Kalani has uh, given us a few personnel notes. And at home, the venue for the interview with Coach Satake is always the same. Inside the BYU locker room, there's a separate little office locker area that Kalani has. A room with some uh, comfortable chairs, uh, couches. He and his coaches can sit and and conference. And I'll walk in there usually uh, 90 to 105 minutes before kickoff to do our pregame interview. And we'll take five to 10 minutes and kind of go over my spotting boards. He'll let me know kind of who's in, who's out. We'll talk some strategy things. And um, that's a weekly routine. We do it at the same time, kind of same place. Depending on the venue, it might be a little bit different vibe. But at home, it's always in his locker room area, very comfortable and uh, pretty good routine. How early do you come up with the questions that you want to ask? Uh, I, I don't ever really script anything to go into that. I, I kind of let the conversation go where Kalani takes me. Uh, I want to obviously hit um, players who have been maybe hurt the game before, who we have questions about. I want to get a, a, a bit of an idea of what he thinks about the opponent. Um, some general game plan. He'll never try and give away too much relative to game plan. But in those five to six or seven minutes, you'll get a pretty good sense of how he feels about a given game. And I really do, do, do try and let... Let, let things um, dictate the conversation. For example, today, uh, after my first question, he said something about he wants to see his team play at a different level. I said, well, what does a different level mean to you tonight? You know, so, so you want to wait to what, see what Kalani says and maybe take it a different direction. And with that, Greg is off to the broadcast booth inside the press box at Edwards Stadium. Back at the TV set. 
The talent has moved from the desk to the fake football field set. It's not that big, but big enough for them to grab fans and use them as props for potential schemes the Cougars will impose on their foes. So these guys are going to help us out and play, and play some defense for us. So we're going to put you over here on the defensive side. A bit later, Dave McCann announces the winners of the student poster contest. Our floor director, Jake, is telling them which camera is on, and Lauren has warmed the students up so they will cheer when those cameras are live. Then the hosts jet over to the third TV set, which is just inside the stadium. It can be a bit difficult if fans want to chat with the host as they run over there, but Dave Phillips Jr. says they built in safeguards to make sure they make it on time. We worked with the great people here at the stadium and with athletics to kind of make that entrance really smooth to get them in, but also these great deep blues that take a couple minutes and having Spencer on the field, on the football field to kind of host for a little bit to be able to move them around. And so it's a lot of logistics, but it makes it a lot of fun. We can demonstrate things. We can do some of these things that no one else has that opportunity to. Who's the hardest to get over here on time? I think you've told me that Blaine's a little tough because he's so talkative with the people who he comes in contact with. Blaine is one of the friendliest human beings on the planet. Fans love him. Uh, he loves to interact with the fans and have fun with fans. He does understand he has a job and can move over here, but he loves to be among the people and do that. You just kind of make sure, hey, let's get over here and, and where we need to be, and we do that, and, and, and the show goes great. So it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to have all the moving parts. It's like a big circus, but when it all comes together, it looks great, and it's a lot of fun. The new two-hour pregame has also been fun and a challenge for Spencer Linton as he stalks the sidelines before kickoff. I think there's just more emphasis on, okay, what little nuggets can we find to keep, to get fans access? It has become so much about access and taking fans and people to places that they can't go and get information that they usually wouldn't get. And so by expanding to two hours, yeah, we're here longer obviously and there's more preparation, but it's also allowed me to spend a little bit more time on the field around coaches, players, staff, and, and just get those things. For, so for example, tonight, you know, I mean, we have multiple full-scale injury reports, and unfortunately for BYU, they are lengthy right now. Uh, just give me more time to kind of get the specifics on each individual player, find out those details, and then have adequate time to not feel rushed to, like, share that with everyone. There's a little bit more breathing room to just kind of talk about the impact of each player, their injuries. So uh, as much as it stinks to have a bunch of injuries, like, it's nice to have the breathing room and the time to be able to talk about those. And then to find little nuggets like, there are 16 NFL scouts in the stadium tonight, primarily to watch Jaron Hall. And so to have time to talk with them and get their thoughts and, and hear what they have to say about all the specific and individual players on the BYU side. And, uh, so it's, it's been a good uh, activity for me in really kind of a, you know, a test to go out and like find new things for me, to like dig in a little bit more rather than just being compacted into an hour and like it's scripted, like, you know exactly exactly what you're going to do and only a few blocks. This is this has challenged me to go and be more of an investigative sideline reporter. Meanwhile, in the radio booth, Ralph Sokolowski pulls out his huge binder as he preps for another game. The BYU Sports Network stats guy has been handing interesting information to Paul James and Greg Rebell since 1982. The basis for my accumulation of BYU statistics is usually to answer the question, when was the last time that this was done? For example, um, we had uh, Davis run for 100 yards. So the question I said, okay, what was the last time a freshman ran for 100 yards? And so I go to my 
sheet and see that there's been a total of six freshmen under uh, Sataki who've run for 100 yards. It takes me uh, a day at least to put all that together. During the game, when you want to point something out to Greg, how do you get that information to him? Well, we have a st stat monitor here in the booth, uh, which uh, is uh, uh, the stats crew for BYU feed it uh, live in real time. I take from that uh, the various statistics and put it on various stat boards that I keep so that's more convenient for Greg to pull up those stats. Uh, I point out things to him just using uh, post-it notes. And so at the end of the game, this booth is full of post-it notes on the windows and on the floor after they've been spent. And, uh, so radio silence then during... Yeah, you'll never hear my voice. <laughs> well, we did hear it one time. Yeah. <laughs> Cut for the touchdown! Cut for the touchdown! Cut for the touchdown! Yes, that's Ralph screaming in the background of the Beck to Harleen TD pass from the 2006 BYU-Utah football game. I was representing all Cougar Nation in that game. <laughs> As pregame festivities wind down and the BYU Sports Nation game day crew is getting ready to sign off, Greg Rebell is getting ramped up to make his first call of the game. So what's on his mind right before kickoff? Just make sure that all of my memorization work pays off, uh, that I've done my drills before the game, I've gotten names and numbers locked in to where I'm not feeling insecure about anybody on the field at that point. And then it's a matter of letting the reps take over, the experience take over, and, and make sure I hit all the, all the, all the basics. Um, you know, down and distance, time remaining, score, you can't say those things enough, and make sure those things stay top of mind from the kickoff on. Set, looking to the right, taking off to the right is Lagan. Lagan While Greg is trying to paint a picture to listeners, Analyst Riley Nelson is attempting to explain why a certain paint was used and what the artist is trying to accomplish. There by Max, he wasn't assigned as a spy. Rather, he was dropped in, had dropped into his zone. Once his the experience as a college QB pays off. I was that old school West Coast, you know, Lavelle-oriented offense that that I played in when I was here, where the quarterback was making a lot of checks and even some play calls were completely handed over to us. So I had to develop that ability to recognize what was going to work based on the look that the defense was giving you. And so there's some of that. But here's the thing, though, that I've learned now being in the broadcaster role. It can become a, a pretty big distraction, especially if you're not right. And people more focus on the prediction, whether or not it's right or wrong, than focusing on the actual field of play, which that's the goal, right? We're there. A good, The best broadcasters, you want to enhance the experience, but you don't ever want to take away from the players and the product on the field. So that's what I try and do. Okay. You're saying something after Greg has called the play. Is there anxiety at all or nervousness? Because you want to say the right thing, but you also have to say it quick sometimes. No anxiety or nervousness. I always, I always have something to say, and I always feel like I have something to contribute. Any anxiety that there might be only comes from, and this is as evidenced by our interview right here, and anybody who knows me in person, being brief. <laughs> that's, that's my main struggle, right? I maybe get seven to 11 seconds to make a comment on the previous play before they've broken the huddle and start to line up and Greg has to give down distance formation and set up the next play. So uh, I, I love my job. I love the challenge of trying to be brief. Um, but yeah, of all the years playing football, whether I'm up in the booth and I got a live mic on or I'm sitting in my, in my own, you know, living room talking to my wife the thoughts are just constantly flowing no matter where I am. Subtle hand signals from Greg helps Riley stay on time. 
It's not quiet inside the booth in between commercial breaks as crowd noise seeps into the enclosed space. As for what the talent does in between breaks, it depends. Here's Greg. A, a lot of it is me just trying to get my bearings again to make sure that um, you know advertising copy is being taken care of. If there are if, if there are statistical or trivial things I want to hit coming out of the break, I want to locate what those might be. Riley and I will often have small talk between uh, you know during commercial breaks, what we're seeing on the field. Um, sometimes I'll be checking with an engineer to make sure levels are good, how things are on the back row. Um, it really, and then sometimes I'll meet uh, uh, if we have clients visiting the broadcast booth, for example. I want to use the break time to meet those clients, say hello welcome them to the booth. Uh, it can be anything, really. Just up the ramp from the southwest end zone, the TV guys sit at their broadcast perch to watch the game. While Dave McCann is taking copious amounts of notes, the analysts never stop talking. What you do is you go doubles to this side, then run the inside guy right at the safety and run gunner, and then, then, then by rule, they're going to have one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. No, really, Blaine Fowler and David Nixon never Chris stop talking Chris about what's going on during the game. Here's David. Yeah, I think that's what's fun about watching it with these guys. I mean, all these guys, most of them played, all, played football, and so it's an opportunity to, to kind of see we're all looking at different stuff. Sometimes I'm looking at the safeties, and he's looking at the D linemen. And so I think probably almost after every single play, we compare notes on what we saw, what worked, what didn't. And what's nice about watching it from our perch here in the Southwest end zone is we have a TV right behind us. That's a TV broadcast. And so we can turn around and watch the replay on that one. We've got the replay on the big screens. So it makes it kind of fun to watch the game with these guys and uh, just, you know, talk football. You know, it's funny. You said take notes. It's all mental notes because I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen you guys write down very many things. No, we don't write, we don't write down much. It is, it is all mental notes. But we do have all the stats in our hands. We're watching the stats and seeing what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And, uh, yeah, we just try to track it. I think, I think that's the fun part. I mean, you've got Blaine, who was a quarterback. you got myself as a, you know, a linebacker. Brian Logan as a DB, and so you, you kind of have different perspectives uh, from from different sides of the ball and from different backgrounds, and so that's what makes it fun too. Is that you know Blaine's gonna see certain stuff that quarterback's doing or not doing that he can point out, and, and I can see run fits whether they're whether they're proper or not, and so we all kind of try to help each other out and you know point out stuff that we're seeing, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun little environment up here. How, how is it that you let them know what you want to talk about post-game? You know, it's, it's kind of run by just the game itself. The game tells the story, right? I mean, it, the, the game, the way it develops, it plays out, is, is how we, we talk about post-game. And, and so, uh, you know, the, 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 the script writes itself, really. And, and we're just here to relay the message, just, you know, do interviews, talk about the stats. And then we kind of regurgitate what we've been talking about this whole time. We talk about it again in the postgame and stuff we saw that worked and didn't work. And so, um, you know, we're all taking mental notes throughout the whole time. It, it is fun. It's it, For me, this is, you know, football is one of those sports where you can't just go strap on the pads on a, on, a, on a Tuesday morning and go play football, right? I mean, once you're done playing football, you're pretty much done. And so this is the only way you kind of can stay in the game is, is watching it and kind of dissecting it and breaking it apart. Uh, and it's fun to do it with my, my colleagues, Blaine and Brian, and, and the rest of the crew. How jealous do you think BYU Cougar fans, that they wish they could be up just listening yeah. to you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a fun perspective for sure. I, I think uh, what we kind of share and talk about is, is unique in a sense, but um, you know, we might have to do something like that. We might have to, we have to find some way to get some fans up here and, <laughs> and chat it up. And hey, you know what? Fans are smart too. I mean, they, they watch the game. They probably have some stuff there. They see that we don't. And, can point some stuff out to us, so maybe we have something to learn from them too. Hopefully you learned a bit from this behind the scenes look at BYU TV and radio's broadcast of BYU football games. 
make sure you download the Behind the Mic podcast on the free BYU Radio app or wherever you find podcasts. Behind the Mic is a production of BYU Radio. 